What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hi, friends. Dr. Joseph here with you for another day of our podcast going through the book of Mark. And so excited to uh, just be here with you. And so I want to, uh, I'm going to be reading Mark chapter 4, verses 1 through 20. So let me read this and then I'm going to make some comments. So I'm going to be reading out of the Holman Christian Standard Bible. Again, he began to teach by the sea and a very large crowd gathered around him. So he got into a boat on the sea and sat down while the whole crowd was on the shore facing the sea. He taught them many things in parables, and in his teaching he said to them, Listen, consider the sower who went out to sow. As he sowed, this occurred. Some some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it didn't have much soil, and it sprang up right away, since it didn't have deep soil. When the sun came up, it was scorched, and since it didn't have a root, it withered. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns came up and choked it, and it didn't produce a crop. Still others fell on good ground and produced a crop that increased 30, 60, and 100 times what was sown. Then he said, Anyone who has ears to hear should listen. When he was alone with the twelve, those who were around him asked him about the parables. He answered them, The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to those outside... Everything comes in parables, so that they may look and look, yet not perceive. They may listen and listen, yet not understand. Otherwise, they might turn back and be forgiven. (coughs) Then he said to them, Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any of the other parables? The sower sows the word. These are the ones along the path where the word is sown. When they hear, immediately Satan comes and takes away the word sown in them. And these are the ones sown on rocky ground. When they hear the word, immediately they receive it with joy. But they have no root in themselves. They are short-lived. When pressure or persecution comes because of the word, they immediately stumble. Others are sown among thorns. These are the ones who hear the word. But the worries of this age, the seduction of wealth, and desires for other things enter in and choke the word. And it becomes unfruitful. But the the ones sown on the good ground are those who hear the word, welcome it, and produce a crop 30, 60, and 100 times what was sown. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever heard the phrase, he has a green thumb? Have you ever wondered what in the world is somebody talking about when they say somebody has a green thumb? I, I googled, went and looked up what the origin of this is. You know, one theory is that it comes from um, the fact that algae would grow on the outside of, of pots. These were pots that were sometimes made with clay or, or different things. And what would happen is it would stain a person's thumb and their fingers if they handled enough pots. Hence, a, a person who was always working with flower pots was said to have had a green thumb. Another theory is that it originated during the reign of King I of England. He was fond of green peas. He kept about a half a dozen serfs that that constantly shelled them during the season. And so the serf or the servant who had the greenest thumb won a prize. You know, usually it means for us today it was someone that has a knack for growing good crops. 
Now, I'm going to just say, say this, you know, once again, this is my opinion. I think every believer should have a garden. I know this kind of sounds funny, and once again, I, I just say I, this is strictly a personal p- opinion, but I really believe that we can grasp some basic concepts of the Word of God by simply trying to grow gardens. Now, here's the reality, and this is where I think this comes into this passage. Not every seed that you sow in a garden is going to grow. Now, I know that may be a shock to some of us, and in fact, some of us that have struggled with learning to grow crops, uh, that can uh, that can be maybe just a, yeah, I understand that, I know. I, I've planted more seeds than that which is grown, okay? Well, how does this connect? Here's what this is connecting into our, our passage today. Not everyone that you share the gospel with will be saved. Now, is the opportunity there for them? Yes. I believe that anyone that calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. I mean, that's Romans 10, 13. That's God's word that says that. And just because not everyone believes doesn't stop us from our responsibility of sharing the gospel. But it is a truth that we have to see. Does God still work in hearts and lives today? Yes. And he always will until Jesus returns. But we have to understand there are some times when people... Um, they are more open to hearing the gospel. But the path that Jesus shares more about are those that, uh, that whenever they do receive Jesus, we have to remember the path that they're going along, it's narrow. It's, it does not involve a lot of people. Well, now, what does this mean for us? We need to be aware of what kind of heart that we're sharing the gospel with. You know, Jesus illustrates this with these parables is there were some that would receive the word and some that would be obstinate. They would be hard-hearted. So whenever we're talking through the parable of the sower, we have to understand a few common principles. One, there is the sower. That's God. God planting the seed. And what's the seed? The gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, that, that, that we were dead in our trespasses, that Jesus came, lived a perfect life, died on the cross uh, voluntarily. He took the place of sinners. He died for our sin. He received our sin, and he was buried. And then three days later, he rose again. And because he rose again, he gives the opportunity to receive eternal life. That is the gospel. That's the good news. And anyone can place their faith in Jesus Christ and believe him to be our risen Lord, our risen Savior, in that moment, you've received the good news. You believe it. But we have to see the other part of this, and that there is the soil. That's you and me. That's our hearts. It, that's what soil is. It's a reference to our hearts, which is our, our thoughts, our desires, our will. And, and the, this is the focus in salvation is glorifying the Lord. Yes, and he's glorifying the Lord through a... Uh, through a surrendered heart to him. It's not just knowledge, right? If we could be saved by what we just know about Jesus, I mean, there'd be a lot of people that don't believe in him that just know a lot about him that they would be saved. Well, that's not salvation. It's not our actions. It's not me doing everything or trying to be good. Once again, if we could be saved by our own actions, there'd be a lot of people that would be saved just because they're trying to do good. That means that Jesus came and he, he died in vain. If we could be saved by, by anything besides us 
trusting in him. God wants our hearts to be surrendered to him. And and so we have to see, well, what kind of soil are we going to encounter whenever we are sharing the gospel? And I just want to give kind of an adaptation of Warren Wearsby's commentary. For he, you know, there's four soils that are mentioned here, which means four hearts. There's the hard soil. It's resistant to the word of God. It makes it easier for Satan, which are the birds, to come and take away the seeds of the gospel. The the soil is hardened sometimes through uh, exposure to the heat of the sun. You know, uh, it it could be somebody's going through hard times and they're questioning about the, the nature and the existence of God. Uh, all, all those, they're, they've gone through a difficult time and they're, they're wondering about where God is. And so their heart is hard to it. Or when many people tread upon it. Uh, the illustration here is when, uh, when people give their hearts to other influences, they make themselves available to other influences. And, and what ends up happening is that, that Jesus becomes just a, uh, uh, the message of the gospel becomes just in a, a wave of open uh, communication out there of just all these different ways. Somebody just gives their heart to whatever comes along. The reality is, is that they're not open to hearing the gospel. So there's the hard soil. Then there's the shallow soil. This, is, uh, this would be uh, you know, a dirt that's mixed with gravel. You know, this is, uh, there's, not, there's only topsoil, but there's no depth to the soil. I think if we've lived here in Middle T- Tennessee long enough, you can see that you can have a little bit of topsoil, but it doesn't take long to get down to some rocks, right? And so the way that this is being described, somebody that's an emotional person. And so what, here's what they do. They catch a whim of wanting to believe, but when it comes to fully surrendering their lives, they're not willing to follow Jesus. You see, they want all the benefits and not the cost. You know, Dietrich Bonhoeffer had a, a great book called The Cost of Discipleship, right? Therefore, well, here's what happens. They allow their feelings to control their lives. And whenever life becomes hard, boy, they bolt. There's no root to them. There's no depth into them. Jesus sounds amazing to be a part of. And yet, whenever times get hard, they're done. So there's the shallow soul. Then there's the crowded soil, or maybe what I like to call is the weeded soil. Think about it in a garden. If you try to plant a seed in a bed of weeds without ever removing the seeds, it's going to be hard for that seed to grow. In fact, it may even never really grow at all. But in this illustration, what's happening is that there's a plant that comes up and it's surrounded by weeds and thorns. And so the weeds are overcrowding it. It's taking all the water, it's taking all the nutrients from the ground around it. And the same can be true in the heart of the, a person that never seeks to remove the weeds from their life in order to live for Christ alone. It's the person that's compartmentalized. You see, they want Jesus to just be another plant that grows in the garden. You see, they're trying to go down both paths of the broad and narrow, and they only want to do what's convenient for them. And so the reality is that whenever this plant grows up, and once again, whenever it's uh, weeded out, these thorns come along and they they take it over, and it's it's a hard heart in that moment. But then there's the fruitful soil. 
And the fruitful soil doesn't just hear the gospel, but they surrender to it. They It grows in their heart, and it grows in their heart in such a way that it overflows to others. It's a transformational work from the inside to how there's evidence of spiritual fruit and a relationship with Jesus in their lives, both in their hearts and in their actions. In the spiritual fruit, Spiritual fruit becomes how they grow and invest in others, which reveals even more of a surrendered life. I love the old saying that goes, while, while we can count this, the number of seeds in an apple, it's only God that can count the number of apples in a seed. You see, that's what happens when our heart is fully surrendered to, to making and multiplying disciples. Friends, I want to tell you, Our lives are to be about making and multiplying disciples. Let me tell you, your life is not about just coming in and sitting in a room and hearing something and walking out. Your life is about making and multiplying disciples, which means every sermon that we hear, every worship song that we listen to, every Bible study that we go through, every time that we serve in the church, every time that we're sharing the gospel, Friends, I want to tell you, that's to be such a part of your life. You are taking in these things in such a way that you are learning how to multiply them and share them with others. You are going to lead others to follow Jesus if you are truly a disciple, if you're truly following him. So what does this mean for us? Well, I think, I, I think the very first most important question to ask is, which seed are you? Where are you today? Have you truly allowed the seed of the gospel to take root and grow in your life? Or are you trying to live a life in unfruitful soil? Well, what does that mean if I'm living a life in unfruitful soil? Friend, I want to tell you, you're lost. You're without Jesus Christ. And the the struggles of this life are going to take you over. The emotional whims of this life are going to take you over. You're trying to live a double life. Friend, you cannot serve two masters. And let me just tell you, you need to have a moment where you, you stop and you plow up the garden and you truly let the gospel take root in your life. You receive the good news, good news of Jesus Christ and you let it take plant in your life. Friend, I, I want to tell you, uh, we can help you in that discussion. We can walk that through with you. But but just hear me today. If you see yourself not investing in others, if you see yourself that the gospel doesn't seem to have taken root, for no one tell you, you need to do a heart checkup. You need to do a soil checkup. And, and what does this mean for us? As well, it means that just as there's only one fruitful soil, there's only one fruitful way of salvation. And listen, it is Jesus and Jesus alone. Friend, you're not going to be able to plow up the ground on your own. You're, you're not going to be able to make the plant grow on your own. Paul talked about that. It's God who brings about the harvest. And so, friend, what, is that, what does that mean? That my life is to be about Jesus and Jesus alone. And that's my, that's my prayer for you. That's New Vision's prayer for you. That's all of our prayer for you is that your life is about Jesus and Jesus alone. You see, whenever my life is about Jesus and Jesus alone, that, that means that people could see this in my marriage. They could see in my work. They could see it in school. 
They can see it in my neighborhood, whatever it is that people see. You know what they're going to say? They're going to say, man, that guy's got the green thumb of Jesus Christ. He's all about Jesus, and people see that. So friends, I just want to encourage you in that today. Thank you so much for listening in with our podcast. Always know that we're here for you, and we look forward to the next day that we get to connect with you. God bless you guys, and talk to you then. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.